Get ready to learn all about America's national parks with National Park Adventures, and I'm your host, Ashley. So strap on your hiking boots and let's hit the trail. Hey everyone, welcome back to the National Park Adventures podcast. I'm so excited that y'all are here today. So we're switching it up a little bit this week and instead of going specifically over a national park, we're going to be doing hiking 101. So just going to walk you guys through some basic things I've learned from my hiking experience. So we're going to talk about the top 10 things I personally think you need for a great hike. Um, What is the best hiking attire and the leave no trace rules. So let's just dive right in. First off, for the top 10 things you need for hiking. The first thing is obviously footwear. You definitely need a really good shoe. It is really important to have the proper footwear. Um, I've been on some hikes where I have seen so many people in flip-flops and I'm like, what are you doing? This is not not what you need to be wearing. And I get that it's hot sometimes and you don't, you know, want to wear sneakers or something like that, but when you wear something that's open-toed like that, you're just allowing yourself the possibility for getting hurt, um whether you're going to roll your ankle or you slip and fall or something like that. It's just not very sturdy. Uh so I would just recommend not those for sure. The type of shoe that I like for my hiking boots in particular, I would recommend a waterproof shoe, not just a water resistant. And the reason I say this is because we have walked through several hiking, you know, trails where it's not necessarily like a wet trail, but there's rivers and there's like small little creeks and stuff like that. And when you have a waterproof shoe, you don't have to worry about like going around it or anything like that. Or even if it's like a little deep, like you don't need to worry about it. You can just walk right through it, which is really nice. And I I just think it's a good investment. Um, water resistant is great also. Like it's, it's good. You definitely would want that at the minimum, but if you can, waterproof is really, really where to go. And I know that when you start looking at hiking boots online, they're not like the cheapest thing in the world. They are like an investment, but they're really, really worth it. I think you're just going to have a much better experience and your feet aren't going to hurt, which will help you, you know, do those longer hikes that you might want to do. And they also just provide so much more support. So there's two types of, um, well, two types in my mind of hiking boots, but there, there really is several. The two types in my mind are like a shorter height on the ankle versus like a higher higher shaft, I think is what it's called. I personally buy the ones with the higher shaft only because I like to really protect my ankles and I just like, it makes it feel sturdier for me. But my like friends, a lot of them have the shorter ones and they really like it. And I think Andrew has the short one too, and he likes those. But personally, I just like the extra support. I also know that there's several hiking like sneakers that are advertised on a lot of brands. These are fine, but personally, I think the traction is so much better with boots. And with boots, I just think they're easier to like wash and like get all of that stuff off. Um, So I just, I would prefer to go with the boots, but I mean, hiking sneakers are definitely an option. I just think you're going to get more support with the boots. So some brand options for you guys for your hiking 
footwear. The shoes typically range anywhere from $80 to like $200, but you can find them on sale because they typically come out with um, like a new line of boots every, I think it's spring and fall. And so if you buy like around that time where they're releasing the new things, you can probably find some of the older um, styles that they're going to be trying to get rid of. So they might like knock them down on price. So that's a good option if you're, you know, on a budget. Um, but the four that I would recommend is Timberland, Keen, Morel, and Columbia. All of them are great. I have the Morel ones um, and I really like them. So next on your footwear, you also want to invest in some hiking socks. Now this sounds kind of weird, especially if you haven't hiked before. Um, when I was looking at stuff for Glacier, which was our first like really big hike, I realized that hiking socks were a really big deal. And I didn't really know, you know, if it was going to be worth the money that I was spending on socks. But I honestly really do think they were. I didn't have any problems with my shoes or my feet hurting or anything like that. And we hiked a lot on that trip. And um, so I really do think there's something to be said for having really good hiking socks. So the most, most hiking socks are mer merino wool socks and they are definitely the way to go. They, the, the type of wool just, it keeps your feet warm and it keeps them cool at the same time. I'm not really sure how scientifically that makes sense, but it just, it just does. And they also are really good at keeping like moisture, not like piling. And, um, you know, like when you sweat a lot, your socks will get really wet and it's kind of gross, but this type of wool, um, can absorb like up to a third of its weight in moisture before it feels damp. So that's really nice because if you have like sweaty feet or you're just going to sweat in general, if you're hiking a good amount, like this will help you not have that like, oh, my feet feel gross feeling, um, which is really nice. And then they're also hyperallergenic, which is good. And they're also really comfortable. They um, aren't like scratchy or anything like wool sounds like a scratchy type fabric, but it's really not. Um, they're actually really, really nice. So some options that I looked up for you guys, I have both of these brands um, and they're both great. I, I don't think I prefer one over the other. I think they're both really nice. Um, is Smart Wool and Darn Tough. And I believe you can find both of these brands on Amazon, but they also have their own websites and I'm sure retail stores as well. And most pairs are around $25. And I know that sounds really steep for a pair of socks, but they're really, really nice and they are worth it. And again, same type of thing. You can always keep an eye on sales. If you have some time before your trip, you can definitely keep an eye out for that. So the last thing I'll say on footwear is this was recommended to us before we went to Glacier. And I really do think it's the reason that we did not get blisters. And remember, if you haven't listened to our Glacier episode, it's we hiked 55 miles in five days. And this is only $10, so it's really not that expensive, but it's called Body Glide. And basically, it is a blister prevention lotion. It's like, it looks like a, de like a deodorant stick. And you just kind of like put it on your foot and then you put your socks on, put your hiking boots on and you get going. And it's, um, I don't know, it just helps you not have blisters. And it was really nice. Uh, okay. Number two is your backpack. 
So this is also really important. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, just doing a really short hike or if you're doing like a backpacking trip. I really do think you should invest in a nice backpack because you're going to be carrying a lot of stuff with you when you hike. So I recommend one that has a water bladder in it only because it has the little spout that you can drink out of without having to stop and grab your water bottle. And I tend to get really thirsty when I hike. So I'll just kind of leave it hanging and then I can just get a sip of water without having to stop while we're just going, which is really nice, especially because Andrew doesn't drink as much water as I do when we hike. And so I can, you know, drink whenever I want to and we're not having to stop and get the water bottle out of the bag. So that's really nice. Also, you can carry so much water in these and it's not hard. Like it's so easy because it's one big pouch and you're also not having to carry like different water bottles. So most backpacks come with either a two liter or a three liter bladder. I believe mine is a two liter and I think Andrew's is a three liter. And when you're planning your hiking, you're going to need about a half liter of water for every hour of hiking. And you can, you know, increase or decrease that based on how much water you think you're going to drink. But definitely if it's really hot out, I would definitely use that as your guide. So the backpack I have is the Teton Sports Oasis 18 liter backpack with a two liter water bladder. And right now it's actually on sale on Amazon for only $33. So really um, inexpensive option, but it's a very nice backpack. It is held up very well. I've taken it on lots of trips and I really, really enjoy it. The only thing I would say is this backpack is smaller. It's not too small to where, you know, you don't have room for things, but it's not going to be a very large bag. But it is nice for me because my backpack doesn't get as heavy as Andrew's does because it's a smaller backpack. So just something to keep in mind. His backpack is also a Teton Sports Oasis. It's just a larger one. It's a 22 liter with a three liter water bladder. And this one is on sale for like 60 bucks on Amazon. So also a really good option. I believe he got this one for Christmas last year and really, really likes it. Um, it works really well. Just all of the things. This one, again, is going to be bigger, so you are going to be able to fit more things in it. Oftentimes, when we go hiking together, he carries the food and I carry like the other, you know, things you should have, like the safety equipment and all of that kind of stuff, just because he has the bigger bag. Some other backpack options, though, you can get some from REI, and those are going to be anywhere from like $60 to $100. And Osprey also sells quite a few and they're going to be $60 to $100 as well. So the third thing you're going to need on your hiking is definitely a map. There is not a lot of cell service on most trails. So I would recommend buying a map on Amazon or, you know, at the visitor center or something like that before you go on your hike. It's just easier to have it. And also it's kind of easy to get confused and turned around once you're in the hike. I mean, the, most of the time the trails are pretty well labeled, but if you just get lost, you know, you're definitely going to want that. You also can download trails on the All Trails app, but you have to get the pro version. Um, so if you're like really, really big into hiking and you're going to do hiking a lot, that I think that would be a really good investment. It's only about $35 a year, so not too terribly much. 
Number four is snacks. You're definitely going to want to bring some food with you, especially if you're like me and you get hangry all the time. Um, Because it is very quick for me between when I get hungry and when I get hangry. So I always have food on me. And some of the easy things that I like to bring on our hikes is like PB&J sandwiches. One, they're just really easy to make. And two, they're pretty good. And they have protein, you know, because peanut butter. So some other options I always bring um, are like apples, bananas, um, those cuties, like those small little oranges. Those are really good too. I also like to bring like trail mix or just any type of nuts really. And I also found a new love for beef sticks. And you can get some really good ones for not like that much money. And they're just a really great way to get some protein. And lastly, granola bars. They're just a staple all around. They're a great option as well. Okay, number five is layers. You're definitely going to want to bring layers. And I know that, you know, you hear that a lot, but layers are so important because you never know when the weather is going to change. They can say one thing and they can be completely wrong. Like weather people get it wrong all the time. And so this is what I would recommend is definitely having some sort of rain gear. Now, rain gear is really light, so it's not going to add a lot of like weight to your pack, but I would get a jacket, at least for yourself. You can also get um, like rain pants. This would be really nice if it does start to just like downpour on you because nothing is worse than having wet pants on a hike. And you can also get a rain cover for your backpack. Now, my backpack, I believe, is water resistant, but not waterproof. So this is something that I actually told Andrew I wanted to buy. It's only $14 and it's very, very small. And all you have to do is just throw it on top of your backpack before it starts raining. And just a really great way to keep all of that stuff dry, which is really, really nice. And for like a colder weather, definitely bring like a heavier jacket, um, a hat, like a beanie or something like that, and definitely gloves. When you're hiking in the colder weather, you want to be like comfortable, but not hot because you're trying not to sweat because you don't want to, um, like once those layers get wet, it's hard to like get them dry again. So you just kind of want to be in that like happy medium with your layers of where you're like comfortable, but you're not, um, have too many layers onto where you're really warm. So number six is safety items. Everybody's favorite thing to talk about. Obviously, we really hope that you do not have an emergency when you are hiking. Um, Thankfully, Andrew and I have not had that many uh, situations where we've needed any of these things, but you just never know when something is going to happen um, or if the weather is going to change or anything like that. You You just don't know. So I hope that you all take some of these things with you because... Again, you just don't know and you want to be safe. So the first safety item is a light. And I would not count your cell phone as this because your cell phone can die, especially if you get stuck somewhere. So I found these headlamps, I guess, type of thing. And they're really lightweight. Um, There is a two pack on Amazon for $15. And these just would go on top of your hat or something like that. And this would also be really nice if you do decide to do like a sunrise hike, because you'll be hiking obviously before the sun's up or even a sunset because you'll be hiking back when it's dark. So also it could be used for that as well. There's also some lightweight flashlights. Those are only like 30 bucks on Amazon. So also a good option. So you also are going to want a whistle. 
Now, my backpack has this built into it on the little straps that go over your chest, um, which I actually noticed on a hike a couple weeks ago, and that was really nice. I um, do think you can buy some on Amazon, though. I think there's a two-pack for like eight bucks, so not like really overly expensive, but you're going to want it in case you do like Say you fall on like on the edge of the cliff or something and you're just like off the main road. Like if you have this whistle, even if you're hurt and it's in your backpack, you can just grab that out and start blowing in it. And they're pretty loud, especially the ones that are meant for hiking and for emergencies. Um, So people will be able to hear you and find you. The third thing is bear spray. Now, you're not going to need this in every place that you go, but for places that do have a larger presence of bears, you're going to want this. But do know that you can't fly with these. So I believe you can't fly even if you put it in your checked bag. So just know that. I think it's probably easier to rent these wherever you're going, Uh, but you're definitely going to want these because if you do encounter a bear, it's going to make you feel a lot better, but don't know how to use them. So most places when you rent them, they do have like a little training course. They're really easy to use. It's not that hard, but please don't put this in the bottom of your bag if you are in a place where there is a bear. Um, I listened to a podcast the other day about a guy who had bear spray, but didn't have it readily available and he did get attacked by a bear and it just really reminded me of how important it is to have it with you and on you at the same time. So when I used it in Glacier, I didn't actually use the bear spray, but I had it. It was in like the little side cubby of my backpack. So it was really easily reachable, um, but it was on me and it wasn't in the bottom of the bag. Because if a bear comes at you, you're not going to have, you know, time to open your bag and grab it. They're not going to wait for you to grab the bear spray. So uh, number four is a fire starter. You can get a really light one of these for like 12 bucks on Amazon. Not super expensive, but you're going to want something like this in case you do get stuck and you are, you know, in an environment where it's going to get cold at night. Like you're going to need something like this um, just in case you do need to start a fire for any reason. Um, The next item is an emergency shelter. Again, I hope you guys never have to use these, but it's so good to have just in case. And there is a two-person emergency tent that I found on Amazon for only $22, and it weighs literally 8.7 ounces, and it's like the size of your fist. Like, it's not that big. It's not that heavy. It's not going to add that much weight to your pack, so I would recommend this. And lastly is a first aid kit. Um, The one that we have also includes an emergency blanket, which is really nice. And it's only $14 on Amazon and it's really, really small and it has so many things in it. I think it has over like 100 items. So I would really recommend that. Um, Number seven is sun and skin protection. I would always bring sunscreen with you because you never know when you're going to get burnt, even in the mountains, because you're closer to the sun. It's just easier to get burnt. Um, And I also need to take my own advice. So I need to wear sunscreen more often. And I also always hike with a baseball cap on. Um, I just like it one because my eyes are really sensitive to the sun. So it shades the sun a little bit. And also it shades your face. So two and two on that. Also bug spray. If you are hiking in the summertime, definitely would recommend bringing some of that. I tend to always get eaten alive for some reason. Andrew is much better at that than I am, but I would definitely recommend getting that 
Okay, number eight is hiking poles. Now, when we first started hiking, I did not like these. I thought these were for people that are, you know, older and need help. I was wrong. We went hiking in Kauai and it was really muddy that day and his parents brought their hiking poles and they weren't coming with us on the hike. They wanted to do something else. So we brought them instead and Andrew had one and I had the other. And I'm telling you, we would have been a muddy mess without those poles. There were so many times I used it and I was like, okay, I'm caving. We're going to get some of these. Now, if you have a hiking buddy, you can totally just buy one set and share. I only like to use one personally because I like to have my second hand free just in case. And I also just don't want to carry both of them. But um, you can find them. The ones we have are the Eddie Bauer ones. They're only like $55. They're not really that expensive. Um, There is several other options online as well. But I do really like those. Um, And again, you can split that with your hiking buddies. So that's really, really nice. Number nine is a repair kit. Now, there's not that much in this, so don't worry. Um, But I do think you can always use some duct tape. You never know what you need duct tape for. You know, you can duct tape up your backpack if it rips or your pants or whatever. It's just never a bad idea to have a roll of duct tape with you. Secondly, you're going to want a multi-tool just in case. You never know. A simple Swiss army knife will do just fine for this. Most are around like 30 bucks, so not that bad, but you never know when you're going to need those. I do believe they have like the little scissors, which is really nice. You never know when you need, you know, a little thing of scissors, so just a good idea to have just around. And number 10 is the leave no trace principles, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in this episode. So let's get into what to wear while hiking. Now we're going to go really brief over this, just high level types of things, because everybody has different you know, preferences on what they wear and things like that. But this is what I've seen to be the most common. So you're going to want something that's like pretty breathable and comfortable. So I would avoid like heavy fabrics and fabrics that like absorb water. So that would be like a cotton or a denim. Now I say cotton, but if you wear a cotton shirt, like it's not going to be a big deal. But um, if you do have like a slicker shirt, it's probably going to be a little easier because you're not going to absorb that water and it's not going to get heavy but if you are hiking in like a colder environment I wouldn't worry so much about the cotton as I would if you were like hiking in a very hot environment now for your pants or stuff like that I would definitely wear leggings if you're a girl if you're a guy there's plenty of shorts or hiking pant options you also are going to want a couple of layers if possible, um, depending on like the weather in the area you're looking at hiking. I like to have like a pair of leggings and then a pair of like my rain pants um, and stuff like that. So just so I can have a little bit of variety. But most of the time, I if I wear leggings, I'm not that hot. Um, but also if it's going to be like 80 or 90 degrees, then I'll probably wear like a hiking shorts instead. Then, you know, you're also going to want your hiking boots and socks. Those are also very important when you go out. Um, And you're just going to want layers. Layers are your friend. All right, let's dive into these leave no trace rules. So these are seven principles to minimize the impact on parks and outdoor areas while you guys are exploring and adventuring. 
This was established by the U.S. Forest Service, National Park Service, and the Bureau of Land Management around the mid-1980s. So the seven rules or principles are, one, plan ahead and prepare. So know the rules and any concerns of the area that you're visiting. Be prepared for weather changes and also use a map or a compass so that way you're not like flagging rocks or like leaving things on the trail to make sure you find your way back. Number two is to travel and camp on durable surfaces. This just means stay on the trail and make sure you protect the lakes and streams by not camping right next to them, so at least 200 feet from the edge. Number three is dispose of waste properly. Basically, pack it in, pack it out. I like to bring an empty Ziploc bag, like a, like a gallon size, and just start throwing stuff in it when we're done. Especially if you bring like fruit, like I love to eat like a banana while we're walking or something like that. Then I just throw the banana peel in my Ziploc bag, throw it back in the backpack, and then I throw it away when I get home. Also, use restroom facilities when you can, but if you have to do it on the trail, do not do it right next to the water and just make sure you cover it up afterwards. Number four, leave what you find. Do not take rocks, plants, other objects, whatever it is. Leave it there for future generations. Happy to take photos. Just enjoy the beauty while you're there, but please do not take anything with you. Also, don't build structures or dig trenches. I don't know why they put that in there. I I assume somebody dug a trench at some point in time, but I feel like that's pretty obvious. Don't like damage the landscape. Number five is minimize campfire impacts. So this just means have a campfire in the permitted areas, like within the fire rings or whatever fire area they have and keep them small so that way they can easily be put out. And just when you're done using your fire, make sure it's completely burnt ash and put it out completely. Number six is respecting wildlife. So just observe from a distance. Don't approach the wildlife. Just enjoy them where they are at. Um, Also, do not feed them. It's not good for their health because one, they're not used to human food. And two, it's just not good for their behavior. Um, And it can expose them to other dangers, whether like that's a health issue or something like that. But it's just not good for them to learn that people mean food. Um, So just don't don't do that. And also you can protect the wildlife by securing your trash and storing food properly so they don't get into it. Um, There's typically they have like really good trash cans around the parks. So would definitely recommend using those. And then number seven is being considerate of others. So, you know, just respect other people that are around you and their experience. Um, You know, if there's a fast walker behind you, just let them pass. Um, Andrew and I are typically fast walkers. So we really appreciate it when like the people in front of us are like, oh, these people want to like get going. Like we'll step aside and let them keep going. And then the last little part of this is nature is so beautiful. So let people enjoy the sounds of it. Don't play like super loud music while you're hiking. If you like that kind of thing, put in some headphones, please. Um, But yeah, so that is kind of the seven principles. 
and my hiking tips that I have for you guys. Um, I know this is technically a little bit shorter of an episode, but I thought that this was really important and a good little break from what we typically do. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a really great rest of your day. And if you liked this episode, please leave a review. That would be great. I also have all of the things linked in the show notes. So don't worry about that. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something new about America's national parks. If you enjoyed my show, please consider leaving a review. I would really appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll catch you next time.